My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And, and we, we are, are the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's get creepy. I was going to say Holly Jolly, but okay. Fuck, you're right. <laughs> it is Holly Jolly. It's Holly it Jolly is. time. It's Holly Jolly creepy. <laughs> this Haunted Happy Hour is uh, Haunted Happy Hour number nine, I believe, because we've been drinking already. That is true. And we are going to discuss, it'll probably be a shorter episode because this is more folklore and there's not a ton of stories about it, but it is kind of cool and it kind of fits in with some of the movies that we've done this month and will do this month. And it keeps it with Christmas. Exactly. We are themed bitches here. (laughs) So we are going to discuss Krampus, Anti-Claus. There's so many names. Santa's antithesis. Yeah. Like. There's way more, but we have them all in here. And why would we say them now when we're going to explain them to you in a second? Right, right. So again, real short episode. So we're trying to like chug. So that'll be fun. (laughs) If you would pass me the wine, please. Yes, ma'am. Thanks. We have a leader again. I think this is a leader. Yeah, it's a leader. Good. We're going to finish that. That's so much wine. Okay, we're just going to. That's so much wine. That's good. Great. (laughs) Great. (laughs) So... Again, this is more folklore, so there's not a ton. You would be amazed with how prominent this folklore is that apparently nobody ever has experienced it and written about it. Nobody ever talks about it. So there's not a ton of stuff out there. Like, I scoured Reddit, and I found a few things, but this is a tactic to scare children. Mm -hmm. Their parents made shit up to make them behave. Exactly. I'm down for it. (laughs) Now we have Elf on the Shelf. Then they had Krampus. Exactly. It's literally the same concept. Yeah, literally. I mean, and it's the same concept as like, you know, coal in the stocking or whatever. Yeah, almost everything had that same thought with it. It was yeah. weird. It's like the same person. Right, right. So we'll just go through some of the folklore and have little discussions, but you might only be in for a real, <laughs> real short one. So I'm going to try to drink up while you start us off here. <clears throat> Krampus is a half-goat, half-demon who punishes children during the Christmas season who have misbehaved. He is hairy, usually brown or black, and has the cloven hooves and horns of a goat. His long, pointed tongue lolls out, and he has fangs. Krampus carries chains, thought to symbolize the binding of the devil by the Christian church. Which is kind of cool. That is kind of cool. Yeah. It's always religious shit that fucks kids up. That's great. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> He thrashes the chains for dramatic effect. The chains are sometimes accompanied with bells of various sizes, which that's cool. Like that brings into our whole thing about Santa and bells. So Krampus, anti-claws, all these things are anti-Santa Claus. They're the exact opposite. So they have the same things. They have companions, maybe not elves, but they have things like that. Yeah. Minions, if you will. Exactly. Of more pagan origins are the rutin, bundles of birch branches that Krampus carries and with which he occasionally swats children. Swats. <laughs> yeah, Same. it gets way worse than swats, though. Oh. The rutin may have had significance in pre-Christian pagan initiation rites. Most things do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the birch branches are replaced with a whip in some representations. Sometimes Krampus appears with a sack or a basket strapped to his back. This is to cart off evil children for drowning, eating, or transport to hell. What categories? <laughs> okay, so I, know. What I did have you a question. What gets you drowned? Right. And then how do you end uh, up being eaten? And, and, and hell. Then, right. And on that note, if you're... This is a tangent. If you're eaten or drowned, do you have a chance of then going to heaven? 
or do you go to hell either way? So can you just take an express elevator down to hell <laughs> and not get eaten or drowned? Like if you're the bad seed and you're a murderous child and you just you go just, to hell? Right. Straight down. <laughs> but if you steal candy from your friend. You can get eaten but still go to heaven. Oh, great. Jesus. I, <laughs> That's fucking dark. I'm all for punishing children. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, I'm a pain. I don't even punish my dogs when they do so. They right. totally alpha the shit out of me. But... <laughs> That is very dark. Like, some parent somewhere was like, I swear to God, if you say another bad word, Santa's going to fucking eat you. (laughs) Who started it? And also, for it to spread, was it, I just, I'm curious, was it the child that was traumatized telling their friends, or were all the parents like, let's make this a thing? (laughs) Right? Like, the kids going to school going, dude, I hear the bad Santa fucking eats you. Oh, yeah. Or drowns you. sends you to H-E double hockey sticks. And then it's like a whole thing and then the teachers have to fix it and it's all riots in the school. Or the teachers are like, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's I've heard that true. as well. You better get your homework in. You better do your shit. You better shut the fuck up, Timmy. Krampus is going to get you. <laughs> Unlike North American versions of Santa Claus, St. Nicholas concerns himself only with the good children while Krampus is responsible for the bad. Nicholas dispenses gifts while Krampus supplies coal and the root and bundles. It is customary to offer Krampus schnapps. So. Bitch, I literally <laughs> said, we're doing a Christmas one. We should drink hot chocolate and peppermint schnapps. Krampus would agree. But we didn't. I know. We yeah. failed. Yeah. One this time, was easier. I dropped a whole thing of peppermint schnapps and it shattered on my kitchen floor. Oh my <laughs> and it smelled like peppermint for Forever. a solid fucking year. Dude, I bet. It Holy was shit. bad. <laughs> so, when you put out your cookies and milk. Little, put some schnapps over there too for him. For Santa, obviously. <laughs> or anti Santa. Mm hmm. So I found a few things about Krampus that are a little different than just the origin. So obviously with any sort of folklore, it spreads around regionally and it actually took it a long time to get from Eastern Europe to the United States. Okay. Um, But it does travel, obviously, if that's what folktales do and wise tales and things like that. So I have a few little different versions of him. Oh, okay. Or like things that he does. It's very similar. So it's not that different from what you just said. So I hope it doesn't sound redundant, but it's just little interesting things. So this said, digging into old Krampus folklore, you might want to give the poor guy a break. <laughs> he's usually carrying chains, but not as a threat. He's carrying them because he's a slave and St. Nicholas is his master. Oh, interesting. That's according to an author of a book about Krampus. He says the popular belief about Krampus, that he's punishing kids because that's what Krampus does, is largely wrong. He's only doing what he does because St. Nicholas can't be bothered to get his hands dirty and those chains are a reminder that he's completely subservient to the will of the more Christian entity. Damn, calling him out. He's a reminder that you can't have good without evil and maybe it's not his fault. He likes his job. Holy shit. Yeah. Calling out Santa Claus. Jesus. Yes. I thought that was interesting, especially the part where it says he is subservient to the will of the more Christian entity. Mm -hmm. So that kind of brings in a discussion about angels and demons. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone knows that Satan at some point Mm -hmm. was an angel Mm -hmm. that God punished. Yeah. And so is Satan really... The bad guy? Like, yes, but also... Yeah. It's all subjective. 
Krampus is uh, this horrible, evil figurehead of if you're bad, he's going to punish you. But St. Nick is like cracking the whip. Yeah. And he just wants to be the good guy. It's like good cop, bad cop. Yeah. So here's, we're going to go off on a tangent for a second. You guys know in the past episodes, I'm Catholic. But this is something where I'm actually a really bad Catholic on because I actually, I kind of understand Satan a little bit. Yeah. All he was trying to do, he loved God so much, was to make sure that people loved God as much as him and he realized they didn't and that's why he punished them and then God sent him away. Like, he was just right. the most loyal person to God. To and a fault. he got sent away. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of understand Satan for that. That's all he was trying to do. So that makes sense. Yeah. It's just interesting the dynamics that even a simple Christmas like if you're bad Krampus is gonna get you go a little deeper yeah if you're bad you're gonna go to hell yep now this is completely separate from what I just read again these are a lot of it's like playing telephone over centuries right everybody gets something wrong exactly so this is just like a little this goes into a little bit more detailed about the like punishments Ooh, not a okay. lot but just it talks about the punishments specifically okay today most kids the most kids need to worry about is not getting everything on their list but krampus had other ideas about how to punish bad behavior krampus brought a whole lot of pain and says his favorite way to deal with the less than angelic was to pick up the naughties with his tongue stuff them in his sack and carry them home there, they'd join him for dinner, but as the main course. Ew. If they were lucky. They the were same lucky. author previous from previous says there were other things kids were told they needed to watch out for. Krampus might just torture them for a bit before eating them. And even if he didn't decide to take them away, there was still the possibility that they'd get an old-fashioned whipping. <laughs> Finally, if a child wasn't quite palatable enough, he or she might be cast into a frozen lake or dragged to hell instead of being torn to pieces and eaten. But still, it was framed as just what the child deserved. Jesus. What goes around comes around, the saying goes, and Krampus brings it. Jesus Christ. Yep. So basically, Krampus is, you're getting everything that you deserve from the past year or whatever. Okay. Creepy thought real quick, which I'm that's what this is about. Right. So this is where my mind's going. Drunk me. I, am, I love <laughs> drunk you. <laughs> so fairies changelings all that so changelings are supposed to be a person has been taken away and they've been replaced by an evil fairy an imposter yes so that's a very deep-rooted like irish thing that's what they for a long time they would literally punish or kill people that they thought were changelings even up into basically modern era right so i wonder and i don't doubt if this is fucking true if parents did kill their kids, if they drowned them or things and people just let it go because Krampus did it. Yeah. If they were bad kids and they thought they were doing what they were supposed to, that's fucking creepy because I bet yeah. they did. Yeah. Ew. And imagine, I wonder, there's probably not a, even any documented cases. I wonder, this is like really dark. <laughs> I wonder how many parents killed their kids and said that Krampus did it. Yeah. Exactly yeah. what I'm thinking. Right. Literally exactly. I bet there were a few. I do, too. And then the townspeople were like, fucking Krampus. Yeah. I mean, if you look into the story of the Pied Piper, like, yeah. deep into what Past it is, just what actually little. happened, mm-hmm. the people of towns sent their children away, their babies away, because they couldn't pay these exorbitant dollar amounts. And the only other way was to send their kids across the country right. to go settle new towns all by themselves. 
you can already see that people did terrible things as parents. So how is this any different? I wonder when that, this is like not related at all, but I wonder when that changed. Like, I know that people have cared about their children forever, mm-hmm. but when did it become that they weren't just expendable if needed? The Victorian era. Like, actually, oh, okay. completely honestly. Okay. So they haven't cared about their kids forever. The Victorian era really made it so that parents cared about their kids. That's when kids were really started to be allowed to have toys and things like that. And I have a deep thought, and I honestly think that that is when technology was really allowed to go forth because kids were allowed to be kids for a while and grow up and have imagination and go what if what if we do this what if that happens oh my god when I was little I loved this and what if I keep going with it Mm -hmm. I think that's what really let our technology go and instead of just being worker bees for the family exactly because it was always kids are in the mines and kids are just another hand to work I mean even when the after you're you know, the United States was founded into the Industrial Revolution. There weren't yeah. child labor laws. Even, oh God, I'm a history buff, you guys. I'm sorry. So I've been watching stuff constantly about World War II and stuff. And even before then, we had President Wilson. And President Wilson was in the 1920s, I think. And he's the one that really started saying that kids should be kids and not work as much. He still said they should work. But they didn't work Cut as it much. down a little bit. That's how soon this stuff was still going. Yeah. So kids haven't been allowed to be kids for a long Very time. Very long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not just Krampus that accompanies St. Nicholas. Right. There are a group of figures called the Companions of St. Nicholas. These characters act as a foil to the benevolent Christmas gift bringer, threatening to thrash or abduct disobedient children. Jacob associated this character with pre-Christian house spirits, the kobold or the elf. The elf. So this is where we get They're Christmas elves. Makers. No. They're minions yes. of Yes. <laughs> They're menaces. Which could be benevolent or malicious. Which elves are kind of like y'all. I mean, probably most of you do. But you should listen to the lore podcast because he talks a lot about elves and fairies and stuff like that. And that's where it gets really interesting. Okay, but if you go listen to lore and then come back to us, just know that lore makes thousands and thousands and that thousands is true. and thousands and thousands of dollars and do not compare the production value. Yes. Okay, great. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so these elves could be benevolent or malicious, but whose mischievous side was emphasized after Christianization. So... Christianity! Exactly. So Christians, elves were just cool creatures and then christians turn them into these fucking malicious horrible people there was also a i'm gonna get this wrong most of these names are very 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 german and they're like really long so this one is the necht rubricht tradition holds that he was a man with a long beard wearing fur or covered in pea straw he sometimes carried a long staff and a bag of ashes Gross. Yep. And wore little bells on his clothes. So these are all just more Santa Claus things Mm -hmm. that were turning into evil things. According to tradition, he asks children whether they know their prayers. If they do, they receive apples, nuts, and gingerbread. If they do not, he beats the children with his bag of ashes. I'm sorry. That's not funny. I have one line. Rubrik was a common name for the devil in Germany. So that was kind of cool. But yeah, he fucking, he has this bag of ashes that he just beats these little children. (laughs) Fucking say your prayers. All right. Speaking of words you can't say. 
I'm not even going to try this one. Yeah, it's long. This one, there's an Icelandic word for basically Yule cat or Christmas. Jolbaturin. Just stop. (laughs) You're going to get it wrong. Just stop. So this is the Icelandic Yule cat or Christmas cat. And it's not a cute. Damn straight. Cute. It's not. It's not a cute. No. In fact, he might eat you. Jesus. (laughs) Okay. It, this character is tied to an Icelandic tradition in which those who finished all of their work on time received new clothes for Christmas, while those who were lazy did not, although this is mainly just a threat. To encourage children to work hard, again, with the children working, <laughs> which is super fucked up, but whatever, parents told the tale of the Yule Cat, saying that the Yule Cat could tell who the lazy children were because they did not have at least one new item of clothing for Christmas. And these children will be sacrificed to the Yule Cat. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. I'm but not what about done. Poor kids. Sucks to suck. Oh my god. We are capitalists. <laughs> We're capitalists. I don't even. The, You're gonna get eaten by the cat. Yeah. This is the capitalist cat. The capitalist cat. <laughs> this reminder tends to spur children into doing their chores. A poem written about the cat ends with a suggestion that children help out the needy so they, too, can have the protection of new clothing. There you go. There's your answer. All right. Good. It's no wonder that Icelanders put in more overtime at work than most Europeans. They're like, fuck the cat's good to me. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of cool, though, culturally, how that has stayed with them, that they have to keep working so hard. You need to help the needy so that they don't get sacrificed. That's really... That's like communist. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's also so... I just had this thought, and before I lose it, it's so interesting to me that human beings, just as a species, have never been able to just let good things be good things without also bringing in something evil or scary. Mm -hmm. Ever. You could have just had St. Nicholas and Santa mm-hmm. Claus or whatever, but you had to add in Krampus or you had to have the Yule Cat to threaten your children. I just... <laughs> like, okay, I am a Christmas fucking freak. Like, I <laughs> love Christmas. I love the purity of Christmas. I love the wholesomeness of Christmas. I love the lights and the sounds and the smells and the taste. It's just a perfect thing to me. And a lot of that is because I know that Christmas doesn't mean that much to everybody. And you're one of those people, honestly. You know, I know you yeah. like it, but it's not like... I enjoy getting presents. And the right. movies are kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. And, but to me, it, it symbolizes... Because this goes back to childhood for me, as I've talked about before, even in like Halloween episodes. Yeah. And... It is so, it's such, it's so pure. And my parents never, like, the coal thing came up as, like, a funny thing, but you I never, never got gold. I never coal. felt like that was going to happen. Yeah. And it's so interesting to me how, as humanity, we can't ever just, like, have a good thing and mm-hmm. let it just be a good thing. Yeah. We must have an anti anything. Yeah. Period. I mean, it just blows my mind that you can't let a child enjoy. It's almost cruel. Like when you, it may, I will never, and I think Elf on the Shelf is kind of cute, but I just don't want to threaten my children with something negative about a time that for me is just all about love and joy and generosity and warm fuzzies and coziness and wonder you Mm -hmm. know like I do not want them to think that there's a 
cat god that I'm going to sacrifice <laughs> them to for Christmas. And I, I get like, you know, I don't have kids and I don't, I know that telling, oh, the elf on the shelf is watching, you better be good. is probably a great tool to get your point across. Yeah. And I'm not against that. I just, it's just so interesting when you look at the large scale of the world and all cultures, they never have a god. They always have like a god and a devil. Mm-hmm. And it's consistent throughout human history or they have to sacrifice like their god can't just be like a good love like human sacrifice or animal sacrifice there has to be something negative and that's just the epitome of i guess the human existence we must have something negative with our positives yeah i mean let's be honest and kind of a deep thing and people are probably going to come for me but even christianity they say it's monotheistic it's fucking not it's polytheistic there you still believe in all of these saints and people pray to them they go and light candles to saint benedict and saint francis and stuff like that that's interesting to me because as a protestant no don't really Mm -hmm. like when i heard so my one of my best friends was catholic and when i heard that they prayed to the virgin mary yeah i literally did not understand it yeah because in Protestant, I grew up Methodist, we had the Father, Son, the Holy Ghost. That's it. Period. You pray to God. You don't even really, like in Jesus' name, mm-hmm. but you pray to God. Interesting. There's no other avenue, you know, that yeah. I grew up with, at least, being a Southern Methodist. Do you have saints? No. I mean, prob- well, we recognize that there are saints. I'm also a bad Methodist. I haven't been to church in like eight years. But we don't, it's not something that we I ever remember learning about saints in Sunday school or talking about them in sermons. It was always about the love of God and Jesus Christ. And that was pretty much where that stopped. So now we're just getting on a religious discussion. But so Catholics have a thing called confirmation. We also did. Okay. A little different. Okay. Yeah. So when we do confirmation, we literally choose a saint's name and we take it upon ourselves. I was a chicken shit and was socially awkward and anxious and I didn't want to deal with new people. So I never went through this and that's a sacrament and that's kind of a regret I feel. But my mother is uh, St. Elizabeth. So her middle name is actually Margaret, but now she has two middle names and her second one is Elizabeth because of St. Elizabeth. So we have a plethora of saints. You guys don't have anything like that? So our confirmation we did when we were, I believe, a little older, because I remember my best friend that is Catholic, I remember going to her confirmation much sooner than I had my confirmation. Yeah, we do it as, like, freshmen. Oh, okay. Annie did hers when she was, like, in elementary school. So, no. Uh, Maybe she had reconciliation or communion. Maybe it was communion. Because confirmation is a different thing that you do as a high schooler where you basically decide that yes this is something i want to continue into adulthood that i want to be catholic and i'm saying so that so much so that i want to choose this saint that i admire and i want to take them as part of my own yeah confirmation i went through confirmation as a methodist and i don't really remember much of it but basically we just learned about john wesley who founded the methodist church and and basically that like confirmed that you know this is what we are and that was an middle school to high school so probably around the same time but no it was not that I remember about 
saints. It was about the founder of the Methodist Church, how that happened, what our core beliefs are in God and Jesus Christ. So, Interesting. Yeah. That's so weird because basically the point I was getting at is that even Christianity is polytheistic, not monotheistic, but you're proving me wrong. So even Catholicism is polytheistic, not monotheistic because we have many saints. We pray to Mary. We pray to Jesus separately. We pray, pray to God separately. And even like I honestly look at Satanism as, so there are certain people in, say, India that choose Vishnu and only pray to him. Right. Or in the Roman Empire that only prayed to Jupiter. And mm-hmm. I think of that the same way. There are people, there are Satanists that have their own separate church that pray to Satan. And just because we don't doesn't mean they're, honestly, God, people are going to come for me, doesn't mean that they're not a part of Christianity. Well... That Satan that we think of Satanists is usually the Christian or Catholic Satan. Exactly. If that's what you're getting that's at. That's exactly yeah. what I'm getting at. So yes, even just because we don't acknowledge it, once again, we have a dark and we have a light. Right. And people pray to both. Yes. That was a long roundabout thing. I'm sorry. One last thing and then I'll be done. <laughs> and if you think about it... A lot of the things that Satan does and God does, those lines can be incredibly blurred. Yes. All right. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. So once again, I'm going to massacre all these. These are all Eastern European. (laughs) They're bad. (laughs) Icelandic and Germany. Right. So Birchta either appeared as a beautiful woman or an old hag. Initially, Perchta, so B versus P, was the upholder of cultural taboos, such as the prohibition against spinning on holidays. So, like, spinning thread and stuff. So specific. I was literally, like, spinning back then, spinning back then. (laughs) Yeah, so, like, Sleeping Beauty, the spinning wheel. Yeah. They weren't allowed to do that. Right. In the folklore of Bavaria and Austria, Perchta was said to roam the countryside at midwinter and to enter homes during the 12 days before Christmas and Epiphany, especially on the 12th night. She would know whether the children and young servants of the household had behaved well and worked hard all year. If they had, they might find a small silver coin the next day, in a shoe or pail. If they had not, she would slit their bellies open. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's just like you just tell these stories of these fucking... Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Just real quick. Santa brings... (laughs) All right. You're just going along and going along, and every single time, it's like, yeah, it's a bad thing, and they're going to come, and it's not like, they're going to put coal in your stocking, it's like, they're going to fucking eat you, yes. they're going to rip your insides open, it's just, okay, I'm... Don't ever be a bad kid. Okay. Maybe I will tell my kids this shit. <laughs> Do you want to get your stomach ripped open? <laughs> I don't think so. Go the fuck to sleep. <laughs> You're poor fucking kids. Honestly, though. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to try this again. <laughs> oh, God. I'm crying. Okay. I hope. I know that most people listen to podcasts in their car. Okay. I know that most people listen to podcasts in their car when they're perfectly sober, but man, this is probably way funnier (laughs) drunk than people are going to be like, God, it's not even funny. (laughs) But it's fucking annoying. Or uh, it's fucking funny to us. Oh my God. I'm crying. That's all you get. I'm going to pace you up. I'm going to pace you up. 
right, All right. Slitting stomach's open. Let's keep right. going. Let's try this right. again. All right. If they had not... God damn, you're already <laughs> laughing. <laughs> if they had not, she would slit their bellies open, remove their stomach and guts, and stuff the hole with straw and pebbles. <laughs> She was fucking pissed. God damn. She's like, fucking be good. I am past the point of being able to control my laughter, and I'm so sorry. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Christmas is different (laughs) different. than what I thought. (laughs) Oof. All right. So. Okay, but if you had been doling out punishment for a millennia, wouldn't you be bored? You'd be like, motherfucker, be good. I mean, or I'm gonna cut your belly open. I'm gonna make you a Christmas scarecrow, bitch. All right. <clears throat> she was particularly concerned to see that girls had spun the whole of their allotted portion of flax or wool during the year. She would also slit people's bellies open and stuff them in straw if they ate something on the night of her feast day, other than the traditional meal of fish and gruel. A bitch would be slitting my stomach <laughs> open. <laughs> that is someone who is fucking done with people. She's like, Bro, fuck honestly, you. <laughs> honestly. My queen. <laughs> My queen. <laughs> All right. I got some stuff, but I'm still <laughs> some stuff. trying to recover. So From the slit and bellies open. Yeah. Hans Tropp is another anti-Santa who hands out punishment to bad children in France. <laughs> I can't say those regions. So we're going to say in France. The legend says that Trop was a real man, a rich, greedy, and evil man. He's Scrooge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who worshipped Satan. Different, though. Mm. And was excommunicated from the Catholic Church. He was exiled into the forest where he preyed upon children disguised as a scarecrow with straw jutting out from his clothing. I wonder if that one bitch made him. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> He was about to eat one boy he captured when he was struck by lightning and killed. A punishment from his own god. Still, he visits young children before Christmas dressed as a scarecrow to scare them into good behavior. Comparatively, that's pretty wholesome. It is. But also, if you had a scarecrow coming at you, that's pretty fucking scary. That's true. Scary stories showed us that. Literally, right? That was spooky. (laughs) Harold is a Christmas thing. Got it. So I have another... French one, and mm-hmm. I think that's all we have. That's I'm done. Great, fantastic. Because I can't handle the <laughs> ripping kids open. <laughs> I might die of laughter. <laughs> oh my god! One day, when if if we ever blow up, you know how people take things out of context yes. to get creators in trouble on Twitter. They're gonna take that audio Literally. clip and go. She wants to impale children. <laughs> <laughs> that and the birds with the kids oh on the god. treadmill. <sighs> Children getting hurt is just my the best form of humor. And humor that's the me. clip right there. And that's the clip. <laughs> the French legend of something I can't say, whose name translates to Father Whipper. Jesus Christ. Begins with an evil butcher who craved children to eat. Ew. He or his wife lured three boys into his butcher shop where he killed, chopped, and salted them. We gotta make salted sure we have to taste. <laughs> St. Nicholas came to the rescue, resurrected the boys. He's Jesus. (laughs) Exactly. And took custody of the butcher. 
The captive butcher became St. Nicholas's servant whose job it is to dispense punishment to bad children. Which is literally it's what you said in the fucking beginning. fucking Krampus. Holy fucking shit. That Full was cool. circle. We made it. The end. That was a perfect ending. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, I don't have anything else. So that's yeah, the end. Yeah, me either. Well, you guys, thank you for joining us. And hopefully we weren't too annoying. But on these happy hours, I can't guarantee shit. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> yeah. But we hope that you have a wonderful, joyous, holly fucking jolly Christmas season. <laughs> I certainly will. Make sure you put out some schnapps with your gingerbread men and your milk. If you take nothing away from this. <laughs> you take that one. Put out the schnapps. <laughs> exactly. So again, thank you for joining us. You can find us on all of our socials at The Extra Sisters Podcast or on Twitter. It is The Extra Sisters. You can shoot us an email for anything you want at theextrasisters at gmail.com. And we appreciate you spending some time with us. Until next time, stay creepy.